started this podcast, I was doing it in live. Like I talked to a lot of brewers and bartenders and like in the local area, obviously stories from a bar. So the beer is involved on my end at the very least. But I've gotten really, I've really started to enjoy doing them on Zoom because it's less editing for me. <laughs> Zoom is yeah, so much better true. at balancing the sound levels for me <laughs> instead <laughs> of the equipment I bring with me to the bar or something like that. So I spend less time when it comes to editing, which has been super Yeah, less fun. work for you. Exactly. Uh, so welcome to another episode of Stories from a Bar, uh, home bar edition, as I'm sitting here in my nerd room with my dog who's passed out in her bed over there. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, I'm your host, Chris Osborne. For this episode, I'm hanging out with Audra Miller, Matt Yost, Sam Gilman, of course, makeup band Concrete Castles. How are you guys? Doing oh, we're good. Great. How are you? Living the dream. Living the dream. <laughs> it's Friday. I had the day off, so that was great timing. Perfect. Uh, I appreciate you guys taking the time to hang out. Like I said, I've really been digging the album, so this is I'm excited to have a chance to chat with you guys all about it and everything. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Uh, first off, I do have a quick little ad I need to throw out there. Quick shout out to Uptown Beverage, a uh, huge beverage center here in Schenectady, New York, where they do a lot of delivery, great selection. So for anyone interested, check them out. Enter the code STORIES for 3% off your order. Uh, it's great. I had them deliver some beer the other week as I was quasi-quarantined, <laughs> as my, my girlfriend who I live with caught the COVID. Uh, oh no. Yeah. So luckily she was vaccinated. She has asthma. So there was only a little tightness in her chest and back. And she's still well, trying to get to her. Hear. Yeah. She's good still to trying she's to get okay. her. She is. She's still trying to get her taste back, which annoys her more than anything. And I think <laughs> at those first few days, she was mad that I wasn't catching it <laughs> because she kind of had to stay on the other side of the house. <laughs> but she's doing better. And I had beer delivered. So I can't complain about that. It's always more fun to do that than have, go out. So shout out to Uptown Beverage. Check them out. Uh, plus, this is a big milestone for me. This is my 50th episode, so I'm excited Whoa. to. No way! Yes. Yeah. Yay! Congratulations. Thank you. And it's funny when I've talked to the, I've gotten more. I've always wanted to incorporate more musicians into the podcast. Uh, ones I love, especially local ones. I know you guys are from Erie, Pennsylvania, though. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Funny enough, I had a local band on from Albany, New York. Their name is Erie. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I know, but uh, I don't remember exactly how I first found out about Concrete Castles. I I think I was getting I was prepping to have Alex from Young Culture on the podcast. I talked to him a couple months ago. Of course, they're signed to Equal Vision, and so I started going through the Equal Vision roster one day for two reasons because they were signed to them and I needed to know more. And second, Equal Vision's basically in my backyard. I live in Schenectady, New York. They're in Albany. Yeah. So I, I've yeah. grown up Very in the close. area. Yeah. Uh, have you guys been to this area yet? The Albany area at the very least at all? Eh, not really. No, I would say probably <laughs> not. See, it's funny because uh, my parents live in Connecticut. So I drive through the Albany Schenectady area like every single time I go see them. So, I mean, <laughs> oh. I've, get, I've driven through a million times. <laughs> I've never stopped. <laughs> oh, plus a big shout out to Frog Alley, who I'm drinking some of their local beer today. Good stuff. Their winter ale. Also, happy holidays, guys. This is 50th episode and the last of 2021. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Feels so special. I know. It worked out so great. (laughs) I wasn't sure what I was going to do or how I was going to wrap up the year. And then uh, because I've been emailing with Kelly at Equal Vision, who is like, hey, are you free this week? They'd love to do it. Like, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect timing. I know. Uh, So how are the holidays going for you guys? 
Aldra was telling me before this how busy you guys have been with, of course, uh, first to eleven, and, <laughs> and like I said, every time I log on to Instagram, it looks like you guys are posting a new cover <laughs> <laughs> all the time. In this, yeah, month. pretty much. Uh, holidays, I'm ready for them to be over. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I kind of take more solace in the fact of like the beginning of the year because you know there's no holidays, so your schedule is just set for like half a year. And oh, that's pretty yeah. nice. We get uh, like. The start and stop of the holidays. You like uh, stop Thanksgiving. You try to get motivation back to make it to Christmas, and you for like the the nothing. two weeks in between, like where you where you have to work again, and you're just like, oh, oh yeah, I uh, I have an office job, so I'm kind of in and out of the office basically from Thanksgiving yeah. on. But then you know, a week into January, I'm looking at the calendar. I don't see anything until <laughs> uh, Memorial Day. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> you're like, yeah. man, I have to wait. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to spend some time going through the album. Like I touched on, uh, wish I miss you. It's an awesome album. Uh, I love it. It's fantastic. Uh, but let's talk about you guys and concrete castles first. Like I said, I first came across you guys. One of my, when I was just perusing either the equal vision website and, or their social media, I'm not sure. But one of my favorite things to do is when I have nothing else going on, I'll just have a beer or wine or something. I'll sit there and I'll just kind of go hunting for new music. So I went down that rabbit hole. Equal Vision was promoting your record because it had just come out, of course. I'm like, all right, let me go check these guys out. So I pulled you up on YouTube. Uh, Listen to Thrill was the first video that came up and just got hooked right away. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> awesome. And then, of course, funny enough, I had no idea about First to Eleven before that. So I got it. I'm like, what, what is this band, First to Eleven? I'm like, this <laughs> looks like the same people. What is all this? And then I was blown away by just like how many videos <laughs> and covers you had already had. Yeah. Yeah. We've been, we've been doing this for a while. <laughs> so I, here's a, a good way to start, I guess, is how did you guys end up getting into music, interested in playing music? I'll start off because mine's really easy. Guitar Hero 3. I was like seven <laughs> years old. Guitar Hero 3 had just come out and I just played it like every single day. I was like, I love Guitar Hero 3. It's so cool. I was like, dad, I want a guitar. And he's like, no. And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? No. Why not? I'm not buying you a guitar. I'm like, fine. I'm going to practice Guitar Hero 3. This is what my seven-year-old peanut brain thought. I'll practice this video game guitar playing, and that will show my dad that I want to practice real guitar playing. <laughs> I just asked him for like three months straight, and eventually he's like, fine, please shut up. Look at me. Look at me now, dad. See, it worked out. <laughs> I was the transition when you got the guitar for the first time. You're like, okay, this was not quite the same. <laughs> See, I honestly like it way better than like Guitar Hero. I was like, wait, this is way more fun. There's way more options than these five buttons. Oh yeah, it was so funny too because like I don't, I my small hands, I couldn't really play like hard mode because like I didn't really know how to move my pinky over. But like on regular guitar, I feel like power chords are almost easier than a seven year old moving their pinky over on Guitar Hero. I'm probably absolutely only speaking for myself here, but I'm probably <laughs> wrong. But I thought it was way more fun because I was like, like, I can actually play these songs and like turn off the game and it still makes the music. Because obviously, if you mute the TV while you're playing guitar here, it's just. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when Anybody you play in the guitar. Yeah. Everyone else yeah. in other rooms only hears you slamming the buttons. And like, exactly. What the hell's going on in there? like the thing. But when you play real guitar, it, you know, actually makes noise. <laughs> My parents probably hated it for the first couple of years because it probably wasn't good noise. But we got there. <laughs> Um, I think I got into I got into music and uh, another kind of simple story, but like I uh, I have an older brother 
And the weirdest thing is the guy who I ended up taking guitar lessons from, Ryan, who plays in First to Eleven, was my brother's guitar teacher. So he took lessons from him, you know, a couple times. It'd be a handful of lessons. And uh, I like walked, I walked into my brother's room and he had a guitar in his hand. And I was like, all right, I want to, I want to do everything that you do. I feel like it's like kind of typical of even older sibling. You just want to be just like them. And then he fell off guitar. Like he kind of had to go to his interest changed and I just really liked it. So I went through a few teachers and then eventually I ended up just happenstance having Ryan as my guitar teacher. And like maybe like a year into our lessons, he was like, you know, I think I taught your brother actually. Like, why do I have like your home phone number saved in my phone already? <laughs> and he's going through his office. He's like, yeah, I actually taught your brother like years and years and years ago. But, uh, but yeah, I got into it just because I wanted to be, I wanted to be like my brother. Nice. What about yeah, you? Mine, mine is pretty, a pretty simple story. Also, I, when I was really little, I just like, I mean, you know, watch a lot of Disney movies, right? When you're young and. I loved just singing along to like all the movies and like musicals and stuff when I was little and I was in musicals at my school and then I was just kind of like wow this is like really fun but like I don't really want to sing like musical songs for the rest of my life <laughs> and then I was like why don't I just you know join a band so that's kind of how I got into it. Nice so you guys are started out first to 11 how did and then kind of branched off from there how long does first to 11 even how long ago did you guys get that started 2009 oh man 21 so how it started is like sam said we all took music lessons all the guys that were previously in the band because there's been a lot of member changes in first to 11 just because of the age of you know people went to college people you know started this people started that interest change and stuff but uh we were all taking lessons from the same guitar teacher and he just put us all together in like a rock school-esque kind of thing. And, uh, you know, that's kind of became his full-time job is putting bands together. But uh, we just kept playing and playing and playing. And when the rock school got a little bit more traction, people could sign up. And that's how Audra joined as she signed up. Ryan was like, this girl's way too good to be in like any other of the bands. <laughs> And we were the best band at the time, only because that's not a brag. That's just because we were older and of course it's been there the longest, you know, because I mean? <laughs> we were the first ones that like that. We were like the test drive for Ryan. Like, yeah. oh, is this like putting kids together to be in a band going to work? We all seemed to be friends. We all got along. We all played music and we weren't half bad. And he was like, yeah, OK, so rock school started and uh, Audra joined. And then, you know. After that, everything just kind of condenses in my mind. Doesn't really matter. All that really matters is we eventually started making YouTube videos yeah. and all started. I just saw your Spotify stats that you had posted a picture of. That's insane. 25 million listens the last year. Do you guys ever like take a step back and are just kind of blown away by that? No, it just makes me sad when I look at Concrete Castles because I'm just jaded now. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I was why is this you first do, album at 25 million? When you do covers for that long, it's like weird. Like, but then I I compare like our first year of like Spotify stats of like first to eleven to the Concrete Castle stuff, and I'm like, oh wow, it isn't even that bad. <laughs> but yeah, it's weird also, to see it now, like, and just be like, wow, we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, and also, I mean, like, I maybe now is kind of a good time to mention, like. First to 11 wasn't necessarily so just for clarification, I haven't been first 11, like from day one, I've, I've been friends with these guys since day one, basically, but, Mm -hmm. um, uh, it took me, I was kind of doing my own musical 
projects and then eventually kind of joined forces. But the success of First 211 has been very linear. It wasn't kind of like some virality that just spiked and then, you know, never did anything again. So it's very nice. Like I think Audrey made a great point of like, it's really nice to compare where we were. But um, we now have pretty, we have a pretty good handle, I think, of like what our numbers should be and where we should be aiming. So yeah, it was very, it was almost like very like nice. Like I think we're on the right track, kind of. It wasn't yeah. as much of like a, like, oh man, like I didn't see that one coming. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Especially then since you guys have been doing it now since 2009. Actually, I was just rocking out to your ACDC cover yesterday. That was <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> nice. I mean, do, when it comes to, obviously we're going to get to concrete castles in a second, but when it comes to like picking your cover songs and stuff, do you approach your cover songs a certain way when it comes to trying to learn them and trying to get them down? No, not really. No. I think like you said, we do so many covers now because you see, we post so much that so we much. Pick a song. you're going to literally we've switched from like, we used to have like a system and we've switched just to where, well, I mean, we're going to get to the song anyways. You might as well do it. Might like, as well just do it. Yeah. It's just an eventuality. But when it comes to approaching the songs, you just kind of, you know, we give it to, we all arrange kind of like our own, the the entirety of one song. So instead of everyone sitting in a room at once, Ryan will take a song, Sam will take a song, I'll take a song, and we'll kind of see that through. And we just kind of decide, hey, do we want to change it up? Do we want to make it kind of straight down the middle, like same, like play it exactly how it was? What do we want to do? But there's no real rhyme or reason to it. You just kind of do what you feel like. Because people just experience things like a lot of different ways. Like there's some covers that Sam might have done that he changed that I probably would have stayed the same. And there's some cover that I probably would have done where Sam would have changed, but I kept the same. So it's just kind of like, you know, just do whatever you want. It, yeah. It'll work out. And all of us kind of doing what we want just kind of evens it out. Because like Sam will change the cover. Then now, like you said, you listen to ACDC. I did that one and I just played it like as close to like the original, like as possible, like, just try to make it pretty tried and true. And then we'll next week, we'll play a song a lot different than what you're used to hearing it. Just trying to kind of cover all the bases, make everyone happy. We don't have any genres we stick to. We don't have any limitations. We just do what we want to do and just kind of works out. Nice. So you had been doing that since 2009. At what point did you guys start thinking you wanted to do original music and put out an album? Well, we put out some original stuff as first to 11. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the I mean, you're like, we like the... go ahead. I was just going to say, but we were like 14, 15, yeah. 16. So <laughs> it's just like, you even know what you want to do at that point. Yeah. Like you're writing music, but like, like it's what? just kind of like, you're really <laughs> not. It? But like the whole goal of a first to 11 when we started was like to use these covers and like make a platform for ourselves and then use that as kind of like a springboard to like start doing original music. Um, and like being able to promote that and like having that following. Oh, absolutely. And you, I mean, you hear about that more and more bands that started as cover bands yeah. now, and then you're shocked when you hear that because you don't know them as the cover band. Was mm -hmm. it yeah. Panic at the Disco was what a Blink-182 cover band. And I know that or something like that. And Train. There was some... Train. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Train was a Led Zeppelin cover band. They're, well, they're, the members are from our city. Like we kind of grew up with them, but they started as a cover band too, actually. Did they? I did not know that. See, I learned. I learned something now. Yeah, because they kind of erased that. Yeah, they, they don't kinda... mention that they're from Erie, and they don't mention that they did Aww. Zeppelin covers. And that they yeah. did like, covers. They yeah. kind of scrubbed that they're out. Just, See, like, I feel like that gives them more that credit. That gives them even mm -hmm. more credit. 
<laughs> yeah, the they're Led Zeppelin. Very, I mean, they're very. I talented. think saying you come from San Diego has a better ring to it than you come from Erie, <laughs> Well, I, they did kind of. It's funny when you think of train. They did kind of develop that West Coast California type image mm-hmm. real mm-hmm. well. Yeah, that's crazy. One thing I'm curious about, as I was reading about the album when I found it, is it the reference that it was coming out via Velocity records and equal vision maybe it's on my own naivety when it comes to the record industry but what i mean how exactly does that work when we're talking about two labels kind of putting out so basically you know? all label there's basically like three actual labels and everything's just a subsidy of like each other so like you got like you know equal vision at the top who like velocity is like an offshoot of equal vision yeah. but oh, it okay. says we say equal vision velocity because velocity signed us yes so basically, we signed to Velocity, and then Velocity signed to Equal Vision. So <laughs> yeah. by proxy, yeah. we are signed to Equal Vision. Yeah, Equal Vision is like the umbrella over like all of its like subsidiary like record labels. But it's like looking at like I don't know any of the subsidiaries, but it's like looking at Sony Music, and then you can like look down. There's like a million little oh, yeah. labels yeah. Like little under labels Sony. Off it works it, the yeah. same way, just on a little smaller of a scale. It's like yeah. Equal Vision, yeah. Velocity, Velocity has us. Yeah. Yeah, I did not know that Equal Vision had bought Velocity at some point. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. um, that's pretty awesome. Like I said, they're like right in my backyard, and it's cool just knowing I have this awesome indie record label 20 yeah. minutes from where I am. Yeah, and just real. some of the bands that have been signed to that label and have gone through there and have even moved on or still there are just mind boggling. So, you guys are, as I was looking through the list, I'm like, this is just an awesome roster they have going on over there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obligatory band question that uh, I had listened to another podcast, so I kind of know the answer to. But Concrete Castles, where did how did you guys settle on using that for the band name? Owner of Velocity said, "Listen, <laughs> boys, you got to pick a name." And I was, we were like, "We don't really have." We're a like, name. "We he's don't like, know what to do." He's like, "Guess what? You're Concrete Castles now." And we were like, "Man, it sounds good." Yeah, he yeah, stole is... he stole the name from our song Thrill. It's like a line in the song Concrete yep. Castles, and he was like, "Hey, what if?" What if you do this as a name? And we were like, honestly, not bad. And it's a so great name. I like it. that. It's an awesome yeah. name. I mean, it kind Thank of you. checked all the boxes for us where it's like, yeah. it's very like, I don't think the name has to be like clear. It just has to be like, what's a concrete castle? You type that in, you're going to find us. There's oh, really yeah. nothing like else. You can uh, abbreviate it to CC. We do like the CC. And yeah. it conjures like a, a image in your head. So like whether it's be the CC logo or an actual castle or us, I don't yeah. really care what it conjures. It yeah. just, as long as it does something. As long as it does something. Because <laughs> like I just think like, you know what I mean? Some other band names that like are harder to remember because they don't conjure like something in your head. But I think of like Dance Gavin Dance. That's a uh, great name for me because I just think of like how they have that artwork on their albums from the same artist. I just think of one of his little art guys dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Dance Gavin Dance. You can remember the name. So he's kind of checked all the boxes and I hate making names. So we're like, yeah, we are, we are terrible at making names. <laughs> really? Dude, we've been called M4 and first to 11 for so long. I'm like, names don't even matter, bro. No, yeah, names, <laughs> don't, names matter. don't even matter. Just name us whatever you want to name us, bro. <laughs> and of course, obligatory question to the album we're going to talk about is Wish I Missed You. So also the name of the lead title track. So yes. did you guys settle, have the song first and kind of name the album after that or just? Yep. Because okay. they were well, like, hey, you need an album, album name. Yeah. We were like, what if we named it after a song? Yeah. Well, like, it was a weird thing because 
Wish I Missed You originally wasn't supposed to be like a single from the album, but we all just really liked the song. So we were like, how do we make people like recognize the song and like really put it up there with the rest of the singles without, you know, having a music video for it and like planning to release it like that. So we were like, why don't we title the album after it and like make it, it the first track? It's also funny because then like two months after we decided that they're like, we're going to make it a single anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it actually didn't even matter. So then yeah. it didn't matter, but still, we still like it. That's we still that, like dude, it. we said it before. We hate naming things. It's yeah. dumb. <laughs> so we were just like, oh, title like, track of the album. Oh, just pick Perfect. a song off the album. Name it that. I don't <laughs> care, it's weird because I feel like there's much more emphasis on naming stuff these days than there used to be, especially like after all the, like the emo and pop punk bands really started to explode, like Fall Out Boy was naming their songs ridiculously long titles. And then you kind of True. started seeing that with other stuff. And I'm not going to lie, it piques my interest to see what song titles are immediately to see if there's just anything like that anymore yeah you know that genre of music also like the 90s alt and early 2000s emo is like i don't know it just has like its own like little following and i think we didn't quite know like i don't know if we knew what these songs were going to sound like originally so we're like let's just name it like the main you know the main lyric of the chorus or something like that like i don't think that we were we weren't like the kids in like their mom's garage just being like, wouldn't it be funny if we named it this? Like we were kind of like, we should probably make this like a very clear choice and like yeah. name this something well, that's like, like we should that think people about will remember. I yeah. also think about it like names are so much more important than they used to be. Yeah. Those old Agreed. emo records, dude, you're going to sell the record and they're going to, the kid that bought it is going to listen to it front to back. They don't care what the name is. Yeah. It's only on a CD or it's only on vinyl. It's only on, you know, whatever yeah. they bought it on. There's no streaming platform. They don't need to type it in. You have to have the CD and you really just look like, okay, what track number is it? And that's how you know the name. But now with the like singles completely taking over the industry and like, you know, streaming being so prevalent, people need to know the name of your song. It's just a must. So like, you're really just like shooting yourself in the foot if you have a name that like people can't remember. Mm -hmm. So I don't think names matter that much because I think everyone's pretty open-minded but I think they matter yeah. from the sense of like if it's so long or so confusing or so weirdly spelled that you can't find it mm-hmm. you're just you're <laughs> screwing yourself over yeah true <laughs> so like you think about like those fallout boy songs like you know they're naming it crazy crazy oh, yeah. things and now you know what I mean they're like oh wait the advent of streaming and stuff we want people to like be able to type in be able music. to search this music oh, now there's a feature on i don't know if you guys know this but there's a feature on spotify where if you type in a lyric it'll match it to the song you're trying to find Ooh, now that's good no to know. way i did yeah. not know i did that. not know that yeah, i honestly so- yeah i haven't even used spotify much up until the last few months because i've always uh where i work i can at least have my ipod so i'm always changing stuff in and out of that so when i get stuck at my desk i started using spotify recently i think the I fact you guys weird... showed up as number two on my top five. <laughs> no way. Yeah. That's so I think cool. That weird naming like culture has just really dug its roots into like the progressive metal, like mm-hmm. all instrumental mm-hmm. scene. Cause obviously if there's no lyrics, who really cares what you name the song? Yeah. It reminds so... me of that one bring me the horizon album that has like a, all the weird names oh, yeah. on it. But I, I just think of like Chan and animals as leaders and Polyphia, like they just can name them whatever because like it's just all guitarists, (laughs) like doesn't really whatever they think in their head, they can just name the song. (laughs) 
So let's talk about the album. Like I said, I love this album. I thought it was fantastic The from the first time I listened through it. Have you guys been surprised by the response you've gotten from it at all? Switching from basically a well-known cover band to here's a full-on new original release? Can I say no? <laughs> the right answer. No, not really. No, no, that's perfect answer. I mean, like, I don't think we were because we were like, people like our covers. We're going to make originals and like, mm-hmm boom you people like come like it yeah. just doesn't, it doesn't well, really surprise I me it was a weird thing at first because we were trying like having to explain to people like we're gonna keep doing first to love in covers but we're also gonna start this original band where we're only gonna put our original music like into this project so i think like there was definitely a little bit of a weird thing at first trying to like get people over to like the concrete castles like you know social medias and like youtube channel and stuff but I think now people have finally just been like, okay, so first to 11 is for covers, Concrete Castles is for originals. And I think they're like finally starting to figure it out. Nice. I think from a strictly music side, like you still, you know, play the covers and rewrite covers and break down the songs and kind of put yeah, your own spin change on it. it so up, like, yeah. You know, just instrumentally, there's nothing really that separates me writing a guitar part for a cover than me writing a guitar part for original. Yeah. Like, I kind of go about it the same exact way. So yeah. obviously it's much different for Audra, but like, I think for me and Sammy, it was just like, Hey, we just, instead of having a predetermined chord progression, we just got to make it. And you that's just to come up with that's kind of the, easy, that's kind of the easier part I feel. Yeah. So, and I actually felt very comfortable, like writing for the last record. And like, now we're getting back into some writing now. And I just feel like very comfortable. Cause I'm like, I have a lot of confidence with what we do with first two eleven. So I'm very much like uh, a lot of people have decided that they really like, you know, this cool little guitar riffs it's like i'll, I'll yeah. put it in song the, like the main difference for writing for us is is like covers they come out so fast that it's really like first idea you flesh out that idea and you kind of pass it on the originals you just do a lot more takes over it You're yeah like, there's yeah. your first idea but let's just refine refine mm-hmm. refine refine because you have that just keep going back you know, to it you have that not only like person more personal stake investment but you also have that time because like i said we're not putting out the original a week like we every do week <laughs> so like covers is just a little bit more streamlined like you have an idea what you want to do for the cover the first idea that comes to your head you just kind of execute on it and then ship it out originals you're like okay how do we make this better how do we make this flow better how does this how do these parts connect it's a little more thought through but same exact process just more times you sift mm-hmm. through it interesting so Wish I Missed You, first song on the album, title track. I love the guitar on this, and I love the little chain sound that comes in on the chorus there in the background. I like that. It just It's a nice rock type sound to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anthony Green from Circus Survive, guest vocals. How did you? How did that come yes. about? So uh, Dave uh, Velocity, the owner of Velocity, actually knows uh, Anthony, and he was just like, hey, do you guys want to have him? Like, sing on this and we were like yeah yeah so we were like uh yeah absolutely and then he just like called me and he was like hey so like what do you want me to do on this and I was like uh, uh I don't know <laughs> so I like you know just we mapped out the vocals for it and what he was gonna sing and how we wanted it to sound and you know, we just kind of talked about it over the phone and I was like, this is what we want it to sound like. Like, this is what I want you to sing. And he did it. He sent it to us. And then, ta-da, there it was. <laughs> yeah, he sounds great. 
it sounds like each course builds on the previous version of the course and it's awesome mm-hmm. i love i love that i mean one of my favorite things when i listen to a song is uh is like a slow build or new layers being added of course oh that's what we love too yeah, such a <laughs> sucker Same. for Matt that loves that. We, oh yeah God. we are a sucker for that the people we were doing the album with the gomez brothers from uh the somerset they're like, Matthew, you have to stop suggesting this same idea. I'm like, no, no, no. This song's going to start low and end up here. And they're like, shut up. Stop talking. Not every song can sound like that. Not every song can do that. Why can it sound like that? That's it's what the, I want every that, song to sound This like. first track and the last track on the album are like the biggest culprits of this. I th- I pr- that's probably what I have my most notes on is mess. And we'll get to there. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you say this song almost didn't make the album? Is that what? Yeah. yeah. Mess and Wish Yeah, I actually the first and last track. Yeah. So Wish I Missed You, we we had the demo for it and you know, we just never we had like a one one writing trip in the in the summer where we went out and we like recorded all the songs that we like thought were gonna be on the album. And then when we went out to do the music videos for the singles, uh, we were like they were like, You you guys should just, you know, try recording these two and see what happens and we ended up, you know, really liking them enough, obviously, to make Wish I Miss You the title track and the first song of the album. So if we if they wouldn't have told us to do it, I don't know. I, this could be a whole different album. <laughs> with a whole different name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as we're going through this, feel free to jump in with any stories you guys have. I don't know if I don't touch on something you guys want to touch on. Certainly feel free to throw that out there. Cool. Uh, Hidden Faces, this song really grew on me. Like, I really got into the chorus, especially when it sounds like everyone steps back to yell into the microphone, hey, hey, Hidden exactly. Faces. How yeah, does that... we, we did do that, actually. Oh, is all that how? Us, yeah, all of us sat in the room and we stepped back from the mic and we were like, okay, we're all just going to yell this right now. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> so how did this song come together? Uh, so lyrically for this song, I started writing it with, Jaden, who's in the band with confidence and you know we just kind of like sat down he had this like little chorus idea and the first thing that we came up with for this song actually wasn't the chorus it was the verses which was like weird uh because that's normally not really how we do how we do this but the verses just you know we were listening to the song and we were like oh wait this is like a really cool idea and then we actually kind of got stumped on the chorus we like got there and we were like what are we going to do with this song? Cause like, we really liked the way the verses were sounding. And then we were like, what if we just completely flip it on its head and like make it, make it a bigger chorus and the verses like sound, make it sound like it should be and add the little like chanty part. And it actually turned out really cool. And it, it definitely has become my favorite song to play live just because it's really cool to like hear everybody like doing the chant when we're like playing it. So I think that's a cool thing about this song that, we kind of weren't really expecting was like how fun it would be to play. I can imagine that because the verses build, you can hear it building and then it's just like an explosion when the chorus hits and it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. What did I was going to say? I, I constantly lose track of where I'm at my notes, but the line, <laughs> the line, don't take back what you said to me. I know it's what you mean. That line mm-hmm. is poignant. And I think really stuck with me. I like, I like that line a lot. Oh, thank you. Yeah. This... I mean, who does a lot of the writing for these songs is like a group effort or. Lyric, lyrical you're gonna say who hurt you Audrey? and i was like <laughs> no no true true who hurt who you, hurt you i know that everybody's like has all these conspiracy theories after listening to the album um but we do a lot of this stuff together and especially for like this next one even we've been already just talking about like 
how we want to write and if we want to write like get all this stuff down together and then go out bring it to some writers but it is cool to like work with different writers and kind of like get their take on the song and I think that helped us a lot but I think like for this this next album we like definitely have a better idea of like the process and like how we want to do it awesome and it was I say awesome I was also an awesome transition I loved it from the end of the bridge going back into the final chorus that was fantastic (laughs) thanks just a friend the drums the drums drew my attention right away on this song like the drums to me as the casual listener sound like they're really driving this one for me particularly the pre-chorus yeah the drums um the drums on just a friend that's like the john and steven gomez specialty like (laughs) that song to me whenever I hear just screams like gomez brothers for some reason i like the little because i like the little it's almost like a pseudo marching band kind of beat in there yeah, I like it. It's very good, uh, like dynamically transitional, you know, drum beat. I think it's awesome. Very like four on the floor kind of stuff. So that's like been definitely like the sound of the first record a yeah. little bit. Like there's definitely a handful of songs that sound like that. Uh, it certainly sounds like a song about cheating. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, no, pretty much. It, the idea of this song was like, you know, being in like a relationship and just like having like the biggest trust issues ever. So, like, you look into, like, every little tiny detail, like, very intensely, you know what I mean? So, like, you know, people can't have friends when they're with you because you're like, oh, my gosh, like, are they, are they like, dating them? Are they cheating on me? You know what I mean? So, like, that was kind of the idea behind the song. I also love the part where there's a switch up on the final chorus where, like, the music drops out and Audra is just your voice for two lines and then... yeah you know, a little, again, a wind up as I like to call it musically <laughs> to kind of finish off the song. First, it sounds yeah. fantastic. Yeah. That first part of the chorus with the, she's just a friend where it like drops out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I do really like that part. Porcelain. I, right off the bat, I love the chorus. It's fantastic. True. Oh, keep going. <laughs> I love this song. I do love this song. I take it he's highly invested in this song. <laughs> no, nah, I'm highly invested in Sam being highly invested in this song. I was no, going to say. Not to, to, no. Dude, the I love part. this song. Well, I was going to say, Sam came up with the idea for the, the first vocal of this like chorus, where it goes into the, I'm not expecting you to go, oh, that part. Yeah. And I remember when he showed me that, and I was like, this is the best idea, like, ever. Yeah, I, it almost made me think, like, why do we even have Audra? Yeah, me too. Let <laughs> me sing this, bro. I was like, oh, Yo, my Sam, God. grab that microphone. But yeah, that was, like, my favorite thing. I remember, like, we were just sitting in a room, and Sam was like, what about this? And I was like, what? Like, that is the coolest thing ever. And it has, yeah, it has definitely become one of my favorite songs from that uh, one, too. <laughs> joke, why do you have an Audra? Your voice is great on it, by the way. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> being definitely... The message of the song sounds like it's a person basically trying to project their image of you on you and it's yeah, not exactly. at all how you are. Wow. Amen. Yes. Life of a YouTuber, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, it was funny. I was about to say, like, a lot of these songs, we really just took, we don't have a lot of life experience. I won't lie. We've been sitting in a studio so making true, covers yeah. our entire life. And you guys We're are like, still, you guys are still pretty young, right? Early 20s? Yeah, yeah, 20, just turned 21, 20. baby. Nice. I'm still 20, yeah. But uh, so we just took a lot of like what our friends go through and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Or just made up like fake things. Scenarios and, in our you know, heads scenarios. that we were like, oh. I think that's like the one that Audra and all of us can especially relate to because it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, I get that one. That yeah. one's a... Uh, that one was definitely more of like a personal 
like song and experience from the album where a lot of the other ones were just like you know things that we thought would be a cool idea things that we've heard other people go through but i think this one is definitely like the most personal song for sure yeah uh, you can't get broken up with if she never dates anybody so exactly. you know, we just gotta, we just <laughs> we just, gotta pretend. We just let other people do that and then we write about it and then we're just like mm, tell me i, I swear tell to god tell us Audrey's more just, about this i just friends call her at night and she's they're I'm like, like oh my okay god, yeah Audrey. right so be, i mean <laughs> being being a musician said, is a part-time therapist that's <laughs> exactly. kind of what it is yes you're so right what's great about the song like we joke about that like lyrically you're talking about you're not allowed to be brave paper skin mind to match mm-hmm. you know you're made of porcelain but the music and the tone that it's delivered in just makes it fit, gives it that empowering strong type feeling to it yeah absolutely it's very like almost like sarcastically written you know chorus I feel um but I think yeah I think you're absolutely right it definitely like comes off that way when you listen to the song for the first time holding on I like this song a lot it's a little slower than the songs on the album up until this point uh I I love the vocals the stretched out hold on part where we're sending over that I love that technique that's a fantastic technique and of course the background drums in that section too are fantastic like it <laughs> and that song, um, that song was like co-written by I don't know if you'd even guess this, but the guy who very often works with the band Paris, this rock band. I don't know. I think they're on Rise or something. But they, <laughs> well, I uh, mean, the ones we just did the the remix with, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. But that was that was kind. Of, I think that was more of like a lyrically driven thing, and so yeah, I think the drums kind of play the role very nicely it's almost like a little drum like loop and then when we when we brought that finished song to the gomez brothers we were like awesome like now let's, let's amp this up a little bit like i can remember matt and i sitting down trying to figure out like cool guitar parts to get the dynamics to to boost up a little bit because the original demo for holding on was like really really beautiful and pretty but it also mm-hmm. was like just a little too like mellow so to speak like it was I more like a ballad that. even oh, more yeah, than exactly. it is now that doesn't yeah. that doesn't totally surprise me. It seems like yeah. it, it could certainly be written that way. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely how it started off. Yeah. Yeah. I did make a note about the guitar. The really I really enjoyed the funky kind of guitar playing in the bridge. Yeah, I can't even tell you what the bridge is right now. Me too. <laughs> Dude, I need to go listen to these songs again. Cause we were talking about like practicing to like get ready to like not be bad at our instruments. And I was like, yeah. We'll start after Christmas. There you go. It's, so, it's the holiday know, spirit. Before this, I was like, I'm going to listen through to the album and just make sure I like remember every single tiny thing about this. Well, see, I I, we got so I got well, I shouldn't speak for everyone, but I got so stressed before the uh, against the current tour we did with them that I listened to our like only like our music so much. for like yeah. for two months straight. <laughs> and then we played the tour and then when i got and then home, when you're done you're just like i was like concrete who what <laughs> i ain't listening to this anymore that doesn't surprise me man like when it's your job when you got to go out there and play sure that needs to be your focus but i can i totally get bands not caring to listen to themselves when they don't really have to the, exactly the one thing that i kind of like more about first to 11 than concrete castles it happens so fast that you still have that excitement for the songs when they come out so you release a cover it's only been done for like a month maybe 
but you still got that hypeness. You're still these proud of it. These have been done for like four years. <laughs> these, these songs have been done for so long that everyone's like, are you excited you have your album out? I'm like, oh, it's out? What? We're like, finally. Good. God. It should have been out. <laughs> well, um, well, we'll touch on that after we go through the songs, but I was the other podcast you guys were on. I forgot, actually forgot the name. So I forgot the name of the podcast. You guys did it not long ago, but the story of going out to Arizona to record the podcast and COVID. Well, I want to talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. But Half Awake, this song right off the bat gives me a little bit of Church's vibes because <laughs> it sounds oh, like it yeah. brings in a more like electronic experimental type yeah. sound. You yeah. guys get this one. This is This is yours. We are just like, I mean, we play a lot of heavy music in First Eleven and we listen to a lot of heavy music and like, just as like, I think it's a point to try to kind of maybe not be so scared to put in more guitars, like Half Awake in the next album. But like, we were just like, we need one song to just absolutely just do whatever we want to <laughs> instrument wise. And we picked that one. So like, yeah. dude, gonna- we're like, we're in the studio and we're like breaking our instruments, trying to get into drop B because like... <laughs> you listen to holding on you're like oh yeah standard just gonna chill out there and we're just like tuning all our guitars down trying to (laughs) all the way down (laughs) put the guitars as low as possible to try to like i don't know go kind of crazy with it i mean it definitely sounds different than anything else on the album up to this point uh structurally musically everything on it there's like kind of double choruses cool guitar again wind up siren sound is just what i wrote down (laughs) (laughs) And then there's the line that I really love. I'll show myself what I, I'll show myself. I can do what they have never said. That line was really cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This song was definitely like one that was written, like kind of right around the time where we were like deciding whether we should like go to college or like, you know, do, do this band thing full time. Um, So that kind of had like a pretty big influence on like writing this song and being like, no, you can, you can do this and like still be successful. And like, you don't have to do what everybody else does nice atmosphere super catchy song the i I think my favorite part of it is the music change up where you audrey you go and sing the line it's there it's these sunday afternoons the guitar change up there that beat that that's my favorite part also (laughs) 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 and i love the bridge breakdown of course and the transition back into the final chorus. so how did Mm -hmm. atmosphere come about atmosphere is written in like 10 minutes yeah. Being totally honest like i didn't even like this song to be honest like when we were deciding no, which song we to made be on the album, like i was like song. i don't like this dude me and, and then sam, it's, so, it's it ended up on here now sam it's like was one like of my, favorites. my great captain and i was a fearless <laughs> follower and we went to die on atmospheres no hill. that's so true and i was just like i don't know like I really the label was like, like i don't know and i was just like yeah i don't even like the lyrics mean sam we're like back to back like you guys are like it's it on going on the album and now it's like it's one of my favorites in the album now and also like other people's favorites too. Like we've seen it like really climb up in like our Spotify, like, you know, we can see like how many streams it's gotten and it's it's really been making its way up to the top with like the rest of the singles. I just, I always really like the song because I think it's one of the only songs that accomplishes, it is like in a league of its own. Cause in my head, I mm-hmm. like group our songs together and like, style and like how they feel and how they play so yeah. like in my head it's like okay half awake and wish i missed you are in like the same boat yeah. and then like it's like holding on and say it and mess and like mm-hmm. kind of hidden faces and hidden faces is kind of like in between the 
Hidden face is like just a just friend, a friend like, porcelain, but atmosphere is like the only one to me that kind yeah, of. Yeah, I agree. It accom- it doesn't it accomplishes something completely different than I think any of the other songs do, and I really was like, you know, I I understood why they might have not liked it for the album, but I was like, this song is gonna crush live, and I'm like, we it need does it, it, need it does to, too. It needs I can to, yeah, I can imagine it needs to be on the album so we can play it live. So we can play I was it, like, yeah. I don't even care if it tanks on the album. It needs and to it be didn't because I know it, 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 it is so well. Dude, it, it, it's in great. It doesn't sound out of place by any means. It sounds well, like it, it belongs right where it should, right where it is. <laughs> Dude, I was like, Sam's. I looked looked at Sam one day. I'm like, Sam, you want atmosphere on the album, don't you? And he's like, Yeah. And I was like, We gotta do it. <laughs> and there it We're is. Put it on there. <laughs> Consider it done. That's that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, Suburbia's up next. Uh, another slower song. It feels like you were excited. Looks we had like. to fight for that one on the album. Oh, really? Yeah. This is a this is another one that I was like, it needs to it needs to make it to the live show. Yeah. Needs, this yeah. was like our personal. We were all three of us were like, no, we really like the song. And like the label and management and stuff are like, I don't know. Like we have some other songs that sound like this. And we were like, like, no. Hey, we they laughed at me because they were like, you guys need to put a list together of like what songs you want to do music videos for and what songs are gonna be single. I could put Suburbia yeah. number two yep. above half awake. Oh and wow. Like, are you smoking crack, man? I was like, no, I love this song. The no, thing, I, I, I listened back song. to it, and this is like a song that I love, but also kind of demonstrates like the only thing, everything I don't like about the album as well. And that is really just from a personal standpoint of being too scared to like do what I wanted to do. Cause like, I just wish we would have made those choruses hit like way, way more. Cause yeah. I think it could have not only made it sit with the album a lot better, but also be more our style. Cause like, I will admit that one was definitely heavily, heavily influenced by the Somerset vibe. John and Steven mm-hmm. being like, yeah. this is our kind of music. Let me show you the ropes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, they're the masters of that. And we were like, one you riff, killed You this. loop that shit through the whole song and you just dance to it. Yeah. But like, I just wish I would have been able to like, okay, I love the riff. I love everything about it. Just really take those yeah. courses and raise it up another level. But mm-hmm. I still love the song. Is that and something that you... Live. Is, I was gonna say, is that something you try to do live? Is it is. Play it with I definitely mm-hmm. change like my guitar tones and try to carry the song, you know. Yeah. And like I think even Sammy adds a little bit more, you know, just flair to the drums, just to yeah. kind of I mean, even separate when that I, part from everything else. Even when I sing it live, instead of singing like the vocal line that's actually there, I'll sing like all the ad libs that are in the background, like the super high, like you know, kind of more intense like vocals in the song. Um, but yeah, I think that is definitely something. It's also hmm. just a lot that we've learned from like listening back to this album is just being like, okay, what do we want to do on the next album? That post course can get so heavy. I think like one thing I want to do for writing on this next album, we already started to do it way more is like, I just want to guitar and like stand behind the drums way more and to test songs out mm-hmm. before we like record them. Cause like, yeah. We wrote like we wrote a lot, but we never like played a lot of played these songs them. before we recorded them. So like sitting down and just making sure like, hey, we're not like because I, I don't know if you are a musician or not, but like playing it live with a full band, you just see the song way differently than when it's you're so sitting and writing yeah. it. Oh, I'm sure. So, like, I just wish we would have taken the time to do that. And mm-hmm. we're definitely going to on this next album. Yeah. Just so like you can catch those things with Suburbia. And you can catch those little things on the album that are like, okay, yeah. I uh, want to sound like this. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I've played a little guitar on and off. Uh, 
I've never had, t- I've never taken the time to really sit down and learn it. I've got a couple chords down. I kind of actually, I had a Les Paul, not a Les Paul, uh, an Epiphone. It looks like a Gibson. I can't think, even think of the type of guitar. I don't have that anymore. I want to get a Telecaster though. And I kind of want to get a bass, uh, a Mike Herrera MXPX Fender bass. I'm itching to kind of get to have fun with, but um, I, I know the exact feeling you're talking about because I I'm a huge Jimmy eat world fan. And when futures came out, that Psalm 23 just fucking hit me right here. And I remember reading articles and they're like a lot of the shit, they can't learn how to play (laughs) at a live show. Like they can't get it down because there's just so much involved because obviously it's a completely different thing when you're in a studio and, as opposed to getting together with three or four or five guys and trying to, like I said, I think this is definitely more a guitar thing than really a drums or vocals thing. Maybe, maybe for Audrey, but like, I really kind of want to like eliminate that problem because that happened not a lot and we can get over it, but that happened like a couple of times in some of our songs. I'm like, man, Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard for me to play that part live and keep the song like at a level that it needs to be. Cause like, the thing I hate most, and like I said, I'm not trying to condemn Jimmy Eat World, is I hate when I go to shows and the band doesn't play the song how I want to hear the song. <laughs> like, no, I get I mean? it, man. No, I get that too. Yeah. So it's really just like making sure that, you know, if the song is crushing it, you got to crush it there. Like trying to keep the same energy level. I don't really mm-hmm. care about the parts so much, more just so the energy. Like the worst thing like that I could ever imagine is me going to a show and a band's like, we're going to play this song acoustic. I'm like, no, oh, I don't want to hear it acoustic. I've had, oh yeah, I've had that happen. I'm like, ah, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good acoustic song, but not when this is a well-established song it's, that I love. Not when you have it way. in your head yeah. that you want to hear it electric. Yeah. You know? yeah. True. You know, that's just how I feel. So really just trying to make sure that like, you know, we're hitting every single mark, like, you know, and then also being able to surpass it. Like if it's this big on the album, I want it this big live. Like just making mm-hmm. sure that, you know, when people come to see us, they're like, damn, bro, that's kind of, that's kind of nasty. <laughs> also the, the theme in suburbia, I thought that really sticks with you is kind of that feeling of growing up in a town and just dreaming of getting out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, and it, it's funny. Like, we didn't need friends to write that one. No, we did not. Uh, we did I'm not. Like, it's so easy to connect to. And it's funny. I think about that when I drive to work in the morning, I'm driving through, like I live in Schenectady, New York right now, just next to Albany, basically Schenectady, Albany is my home. I lived in South Carolina for a while, for five years. I left when I was 14 and then came back here at, right before I turned 21. So I kind of got that time away from my home. And I felt like that. It makes me appreciate the area again. Now as a kid, I thought I wanted to get out of so bad. I assume that kind of feeling is similar to something you guys have had when you wrote this song let me out man let me out i think honestly our our managers in la didn't like this song because they don't even get it they don't understand the song because i'll try to do my best michael i'll try to do my best michael impression michael's our manager i i love la why (laughs) what more do you need that's so true he does you can walk and you can get any i love it here it's always nice i'm like shut up michael (laughs) it's like 20 degrees here shut up (laughs) Michael will just send us photos of him, you know, playing outside with his kid, you know, running around 60 Going degree to weather like in December. And... I'm like shoveling snow so I can go to work. <laughs> Off like, like the car. <laughs> this is garbage, bro. You don't get it, Michael. That's why you didn't like the song. <laughs> you goo. Wow. Uh, Thrill. Like I said, first song I love or first oh, song wow. I heard. <laughs> I guess love and hurt. Same thing. 
just uh you know this the slow verse at the beginning and then build into the chorus where it really exploded we don't want to wait until the clock runs out don't want to wait until we're six feet under the ground clearly trying to live life to the fullest i assume yeah. i just love in life and yeah this was actually you said first song you heard it was actually the first song we wrote for the album also so huh. it was like the whole reason concrete castles is here baby true <laughs> yeah, it kind of is yeah i think i was like 16 or something i forget when we got the first demo back for it but like it was a long, 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 t- like years ago. Yeah, I was Remember 15, being- I think, when we wrote it. Oh, so. wow. Yeah. And I went out, I was at like a dinner or something. And I hate saying this, but I like, I went to go listen to the song, like for the first time. And I was like, song sucks. Like, <laughs> put my phone down because in my head, I was like, I don't want to play like pop, like polished yeah. kind of stuff. And then. And look at him now. And look at me now. <laughs> and look at him now. <laughs> now, now. Now when everyone in, in you know, like, uh, in like a 500 capacity venue, Chicago's like sitting at throw. I'm like, ah, ah, let's go. Like I get so hyped. <laughs> the thrill is like definitely one we have like, well, at least me, but I think all of us have a love-hate relationship. Yeah, with for sure. Because like, yeah, great song. It's why we're here, but it's also like, it's that time factor. It's like, I've heard this song for five years. I don't want to play this song anymore, oh, yeah. man. True. So like the worst thing is like, I'll, I'll just admit it. We just look at each other when we're making sets and we're like, so we're not putting thrill in this set, right? And we're all like, yeah. We do that. And then, and then we're like, we oh my God, it has show. our band name in it. Like, what and are we doing? And then we go play the show and at the merch table, they're like, why didn't you play thrill? I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to play that song. But no, we know better now. We're done yeah, We do it. know better now, yeah. We just put it in every set. I we're don't like, care. oh, okay, throw it in well, there. I, I definitely totally get that just as a music lover and knowing the songs I latch onto with the songs mm-hmm. bands released as a single, being shocked when I go to a concert expecting to hear a song, even if I don't, even if it's not one of my favorites and they don't play it, yeah. I'm surprised. Like, I, I remember going to see Better Than Ezra and they didn't play Desperately Wanting. Uh, I saw the Ataris and they hate playing their cover song. Mm-hmm. Uh, they oh, did that made yeah. them blow up I'm yeah, like, boys yeah. of summer that song yeah. is amazing it's fantastic but i remember seeing that they they got See, so sick of playing it i just mm-hmm. look at it like i mean we did it for the first tour because i mean also no one really knew this that much anyways i mean people still don't really but that's fine but uh oh I they will that, after today oh they will <laughs> <laughs> oh they'll come yeah. they'll be there no i think it's really just like we just kind of got to step back and really look like okay i mean we're gonna enjoy what the people want to hear if they want to hear thrill i'll play thrill for the rest of my life i don't really care anymore it was just like the first like when you're it's like our preteen phase where i'm like oh yeah i'm not gonna play thrill i'm over (laughs) it and now like like you said like you get back home and you kind of like it and you're like comfortable and you kind of fall back into it that's where i'm at with thrill now where i'm just like like sam said you see people singing it back to you and you're like I've always liked this song. What are you talking about? I've never said anything bad about well, this. It's it's interesting because it's obviously a different time in your life. When you look back in another five years, do you enjoy playing? Just because you, you can look right. at that with a different perspective. Uh, yeah. I remember watching a video of Mark Hoppus talking about saying, what's my age again, which he wrote over 20 years ago at this point. And he's like, it's so different now that I just love doing it all over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious about the video because the video is just a lot of color flying all over the place. How what was that like? <laughs> Terrible. Uh, is that really it was really hard to breathe. Uh there was a lot of <laughs> that doesn't dust surprise me. Nose. I was like what <laughs> like what is, is that dust or just I don't even know what that is. Something it's weird. like the chalk. it's the it's, chalk that they use for like the 
Hindu like celebration. Holly, Holly, the Wally. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to. No, wanna no I don't. This, so I I'm just, just don't saying, like what the that, name is. It's that same kind of like. I think you're. It's a starchy like. Yes. Colored thing. I don't know. All I know is it got in my nasal cavity, and I was shooting snot rockets in between cakes <laughs> like, of various colors. Dust. Like, I remember red, just like green, yellow. <laughs> you know, just all yeah. the colors of the rainbow. You're making well, a bowl of lucky like, charms. I would be singing like the woes in like the chorus. Like my mouth would be open the whole time. And like in the chorus, they would just nail us in the face with like this dust. And I was like, I'm just eating this. Like, is this right? Yeah. (laughs) They put the nice people on Audra. They got the (laughs) stagehands to come throw dust at me. These people have lifted things for probably 30 years in LA. So they just come out. I'm like, please go easy on me. <laughs> Baseball pitching dust at me. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I literally got hit in the back of the head for one take. And I was like, bro, I know this is just like dust. Why does it feel like a brick? What is going on? <laughs> That's hilarious. It was very fun, though. It, it was, was also so funny because like the director was like, you guys want to watch this? But like, obviously, they're shooting in a very flat color profile. It just looks like so nothing. We're oh, watching man. it, and it's like everything's gray because like he has to color correct it. And like we all actually know a little bit more about video than probably most. So we were like, oh, it looks sick. He's like, guys, guys, guys. I swear, I for it's gonna look better when it's. We color. were like, no, we it's okay. I'm like, we, we got understand. you, brother. It's so yeah. funny just watching it with any without any color correction because it yeah. looks actually pretty bad. Even like the like first gray few, like dust. versions we got. We're like not as as intense as it is. Wow, that's now. pretty crazy. Yeah, because it's yeah. just so bright and colorful watching it on. Mm-hmm. Exactly, <laughs> it needs to be that bright and colorful. Because it's not, you're just like, what is going? Why what are they getting? This? Yes. Why is dirt getting thrown on them? <laughs> <laughs> Say it. The uh, next song up is uh, this song has a unique sound to it too. In my ear, like Half Awake did. It has a little bit more. Wow, that's, that's really funny because it that's was written really with funny the same that you person. Say that. Yeah. Say it and Half Awake were co-written by a guy who's like a big time metal producer. Mm-hmm. And also what's weird is he has a very like interesting like signature of doing very weird song structures. Yep. Like it is a bit unpredictable. Like if a chorus is going to come up, if it's going to be a dropout, just kind of cool. But like at the same time, like Say It was one that we all very much had to warm up to, like mm-hmm. very heavily debated if we wanted it on there. Like, but the weirdest thing I... I don't know if I'll ever truly figure this out, but our label, like everyone on our label is just like, Truly say it is the big it. one. This is the big kahuna. And we're like, and we were like I no. just don't, I just don't like, I could not see what they were seeing. And eventually no. I, I don't know about you guys, but eventually I was like, you know what? They, they're just, they're smarter than me. And yeah. I'm just going to turn it over to them. I did well, the same thing. I was just like, well, Yes, they must know something we don't. And then we I just did it. On there. Yeah, Matt did not. <laughs> I didn't. I fought. So I was a lone wolf on that hill to not put Say It on the album. And wow. I'll still die on that hill. I don't what's, care. What's funny is like this song didn't strike me at first. It, uh, if I was putting this in order on the album, it, there's every song before this would have been before. But it, I found myself with this chorus stuck in my head probably more than any other. And now I love it. It was another one that had to really build on me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, like it just kind of subconsciously got mm-hmm. wrapped. It's we rhythm. definitely warmed up to it. The thing that yeah. pulled me off it, on it again is we tried to Playing play it, it live. live. No, it, ah. I'll it just work. I'll tell you point blank, Chris. You're never hearing that song live. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a good true, warning. Though. There are some songs 
where you just like you play them in front of an audience and you're like this is very boring and like people still like the song but we were like it's not fun to play live so it's just one that like it's cool on the album but like we probably won't play it again i there's a lot of stuff going on when that chorus hits like i said and that's what kind of wrapped its Mm -hmm. grips on my brain the hardest thing about that and it's like why i if i'm being honest and not just gonna be blind hating it why i never liked it for the album because there's a lot going on but being a three piece and having a chord that has a lot going on, yeah. but none of it being drums or guitar, I think Makes is like very not yeah. a great idea. Yeah. And there's not a lot of guitar or drums going on in that chorus. Mm-hmm. So like, that's why it's just so boring live. Yeah. Cause like, it's basically like you go from having like an actual like band playing to like, it's like a DJ break. I get yeah. it. Yep. Cause like, and like, honestly, I'll put some of the blame on us. I think we could definitely rework the song to play it live. I'm just too lazy to do it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, I think if we, like, switch it up, Sam wrote a whole new drum, like, part yeah. that, like, fits more live, and I played a different guitar to it. It's weirdly hard to sing live, too, which is something I kind of wasn't know. It's just, It's just, you know, I've come to like the song and respect what it is, and I'm yeah. really happy we put it out, and I think it works great on the album, especially yeah. where it does to break up you know, the sound of the album, but live it is a, it's a great sound check song. We do sound check with it. No, it's that's amazing so true. Every night we did. Do really? The yeah. samples are just bumping. So it, yeah. it, you give the sound guy a good, you know, indication of what's to come. True. So like, you know, let me, let me rephrase my previous statement. Chris, if you come watch a sound check, you will hear, <laughs> you, you will, will hear, say, hear it. say it. That's pretty fun. Uh, yep. Yeah. If uh, if you guys come to the upstate New York area, I will just hey, knock on the door and said, yeah, they said it's okay. I can come listen to yeah, the soundtrack. We'll let you in. <laughs> so, and of course, the album wraps up with the song Mess, which is just a phenomenal song Take all around. I love Mess. <laughs> I love uh, this song. I hate a, it's, recording it. It's such a great way to close out the album. I it agree. Is. I, yeah, I, I was going to say, we kind of all had the same thoughts on yeah. that, too. We were just like, man, this is a this is just a good song. It's uh, this like is, this is your build up song. Yeah, it, it really son of a bitch. It is. Yeah. And again, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's I feel like it's like the best writing and lyrics on the album for me. Like Thrill was the first one I heard. I still love Thrill. But uh, listening to this song, it, it's like it is. I think you refer to it as like three different songs in one, basically. Mm hmm. Uh, at some point on that other podcast yeah, exactly. and that's exactly what it is and i think what the most interesting part about that as i listen to it is you yeah you're building you're basically changing it up with every verse and chorus you're singing the same way and mm-hmm. it still works yeah it's definitely one well it's another one with like the demo like that we originally had it was all acoustic like the song was just originally an acoustic song and it's it just didn't turn out like that the instrumental of oh, hold on one. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um. So I never I we do so much shopping online, and not once do I ever have to sign for a package. The one time they tell me I have a package coming in and I need to sign for it, I'm like, sure, it'll come in the one hour of the day where I actually right. have something going on. Oh yeah, of course. Sam, were you talking about mess? I believe. Oh yeah, I'm setting <laughs> Matthew up right now for uh, for an alley oop, but like the <laughs> instrumental of that song did not start out very enchanting but by the end of it i maybe one of my favorite just moments in the recording process was just like putting in all the new drums yeah. and hearing all the new guitar parts like oof i could just 
Matt, I I agree. Yeah. I don't, dude, when I see the, I saw a mess in my head. It was there. The song was there and we were like, (laughs) we got to get it on this computer screen right here. (laughs) Cause like my favorite thing in the recording process is the very end where you just keep picking up different guitars and layering sounds and seeing how it all sounds. And like I said, I'm a sucker to build that song for the for the whole three minutes. So each chorus, we just grab more guitars, mm-hmm. and more guitars and different guitars and different sounds and different effects. I'm just like, ah, yeah, this song was, is amazing. It was so funny, too, because this was like the last song that we recorded for the album. And everybody was like really excited about this. It was the last song like we were about to wrap up. And I think I have a video on my phone of all of us just sitting in the room, just listening to mess like for the first time all the way through when we got done and everybody just looks so excited, like listening to that song. That's an awesome experience. The line you had artificial expectations and I know I can't live up to them. That that was a cool line. I also thought artificial expectations would be a great name for an album as when I heard that. <laughs> Ooh, we're writing that one down. There you go. <laughs> And like I said, I loved everything about the chorus. Like I said, it's. <laughs> I love this chorus so much. Yeah, this chorus is. I actually, you know what? Next, if we ever, we have to get on another podcast sometime with you and just go through all the reimagined Concrete Castle songs. Because I'm I down. Would have a, I would have like, I would have a mouthful to say about those. Mike, me too, man. I love those reimagined songs. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. <laughs> once, once they come out on like streaming. Yeah, I was going to we'll say when that. they're out, let's let's talk about them. Yeah, Absolutely. I'd love to do that. But yeah, like I said, this was without a doubt one of your best songs. I thought it was a great way to wrap up the album. Like, Thank and one I sent Thrill and this to my girlfriend. I'm like, hey, just this is the band I'm talking to tomorrow. And she just fell in love with she loved she liked thrill a lot and then she fell in love with mess she's Aww, like how'd awesome. you know i like that i'm like because i know what you like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. audrey you mentioned it earlier the most exciting song for you guys to play live what do you take a lot of satisfaction out of i i do enjoy playing hidden faces a lot because i just that one was like i don't know when we were doing that chorus i was like this is this is just gonna vocally just work so well live because there's just so much interaction like with the crowd that you can do in that song and I think for me that that's really fun but also I have to say I love singing mess live I know we're just talking about mess love but I I love love singing that song live Matt and Sam my favorite it's also my least favorite it's half awake (laughs) I love playing that song live but my god does it gas me yeah (laughs) the biggest the biggest problem with it is our sets for our tour we had a couple different sets and one set it started the show yeah the other set it ended the show my god did i love when it ended the show and i could just not do anything afterwards oh my but when it was number one because when it was the first song and i'd go out and i'd play it i'd be like i don't think i can play the rest of these songs i'm gonna die (laughs) mind you we're only playing for 30 minutes like it's not that long of a time but I just love playing that song so, so much. That I cannot pace myself and absolutely just kill myself. In the first so like, in the first song. If half awake is last, it's over. I love that. If half awake is first, I'm not gonna have a good show. <laughs> it's not gonna be a good time. Uh I I have um I it's just it's impossible for me to pick which one's my favorite to play live, but 
I can give you probably like the top three contenders. Suburbia is fun because that is for me, like a playground. Like there's so much cool little drum work in that, that I just genuinely have fun physically playing that song. Uh, Atmosphere to me is super fun because like that song is very like playful and upbeat, up tempo. And then I, I personally love playing wish I missed you because as a closer, I think for me, like as a closer, wish I missed you, like, it's a built so it's between wish i missed you and mess because they're both that big you know cinematic yeah. build-up thing but wish i missed you i don't know just like how heavy honestly i think i love playing that song because of for, for matt playing it like just that don't 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 that's some oh, of my favorite that, guitar on the album is from that song yeah that song makes me like want to like just break shit and hurt people like <laughs> I get like I get crazy eyes when I play that song. Like, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I think what that's the funniest thing is like we're a lot more aggressive on stage yeah. and like live than I think a lot of people would probably think. Because <laughs> like honestly, you can't really see us. The guitars are a little toned back on the album, and all you hear is Audra's voice. So you're probably like, oh, it's gonna be just a little cute little no, kids when we play on live, stage though. me and sam are literally trying to break our bodies in half when we play some <laughs> of these songs oh man i like suburbia because it's like one of those songs i can just chill on because audrey yes. takes over that song she'll do the hey 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 and i can just yeah i play the same thing for three minutes <laughs> i just true. sit in the back i'm catching my breath from half awake because for some reason we put it first i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> playing suburbia i like that nice uh, so what lessons do you think you guys will take from this album into the next one? Stop being such big babies. Good point. Yeah, yeah. no, that's I true. I feel like yeah. we are on baby mode with this album. I think I'll we be- were just like, there's a, it was our first one. Like we had just signed with our label, with our management. There's a lot of people you're trying to please when you think about writing your first album. And a lot of it is like, do we think this people will like this? Like, and you think about that more than you kind of think about what you want to do. So I think listening back to this album, there's a lot of stuff that we we will do differently in terms of like the writing process and like what we're putting into the songs and like how we think they'll translate live. And I think that that will be more of like what we focus on this time. I do also just want to note as an asterisk to that is like it was at none of the fault of the actual labels oh, or, no. managers or anything. They we are just were in our own with. heads. They were like, oh, yeah. do whatever, record whatever you want to record. Yeah. And we just wrote this narrative in our heads that was like, this is what you need to sound like. You're like, we have to do it right. Like, we need were, to get it like this. And they were very supportive. They're like, that sounds great. Love the songs. But this album, I think I'm, we're going to really show like our, you know, we'll flex our muscles yeah. a bit, our truest <laughs> yeah. colors. Yeah. It's not that we're going to change the, our entire genre or any of the songs. It's just like, Mm-mm. turn all the songs up to 11. <laughs> no, but just go 100% all the songs instead of like, you know what I mean? I'd probably give some of these songs like 70%, 80% like yeah. to where we thought they could be, but adding that extra 20% on top just to be like, yep. dude, these songs crush. Yeah, I agree. These songs are going to, you know, you're going to want to hurt somebody to these songs. I feel like the maybe this is just me. Like, again, I won't speak for everyone, but. I think I lost track of this, the, the idea that like most of the bands who are on our label are like heavy as shit. Yeah. Not yeah oh no. Some of them, them. No, some of them are. Oh yeah. Some of them are like just damn heavy. And I'm like, man, we got to make sure we sound like pretty polished and pinkies up posh or whatever. But like, we took like, them wait, tracks why? that we, we <laughs> send them like demos to songs that we were like, 
yeah, probably way too heavy. And they were like, hey, let's go. Yeah, they were so, yeah, they just loved everything like that. And they were just like, do whatever you want to do. So that has been really, really helpful too. I think it's also like the people we write with, honestly, or and like record with don't actually really do heavy music. So I think mm-hmm. it's yeah. like, let's just make our demos just the scariest sounding stuff ever and, and then tone it back with they'll them. curve it back as yeah. we write with them they'll be like ah, eh, maybe don't do that guitar part yeah, yeah. Mm, this three minute breakdown does not need to be in the song Matthew. <laughs> this is not necessary yeah that's that's pretty awesome to have a label less supportive of you guys but i also can i understand the idea of obviously you're signed for a reason you're talented you do awesome music but at the same time your first album uh like what do they expect you're still trying mm-hmm. to kind of get to know what their reaction is going to be like. Yeah, exactly. I mentioned this earlier, the crazy story. The, these songs were written a while ago, right? And you guys, the plan before the pandemic, of course, was to record this album a while ago. Is that out in Arizona? Oh, yeah, we were like, you yes. guys ready to record the album? And then COVID happened, like literally like the literally day, like the, the week we were supposed we to were leave. Supposed to leave or something. Yeah. We were supposed to leave the day after everything shut down for the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was man. like March 2020. Yeah, it literally was that like that March, like when everything started to shut down. And they called us and they were just like, So you guys can like still come, I guess, but like there's no like food here because everybody lie. just like emptied out the grocery stores and like I don't know what's going to happen. They would have had to drag me there. I was not going. We were like, yeah, no, that's okay. We'll just wait another year. (laughs) It's crazy. Uh, One last question. I think will be fun to wrap things up. What is everyone currently listening to? What have you guys spinning on whatever you use to listen to your tunes? Get them, Sammy. Oh, sorry. I meant I need five seconds. (laughs) I've been listening to a lot of this. This new artist, her name is Lily McAlpine. Um, me and Matt were just listening to her the other day. Nice. But she did like some covers with uh, this band on YouTube called Scary Pockets. And then I started listening to all of her original stuff. And it's so good. So I've been listening to that. I've been listening to a lot of Nothing But Thieves. And I've been listening to a lot of this uh, group called Between Friends. That's what I've been listening to. Between Friends, that name sounds familiar. Yes, I've been obsessed good. with their song. Yeah, Sam showed me their song affection i think and that was like my number two on my spotify this year but i've been listening to them a lot yeah i've been really into the two genres that i've been like very into right now are like 90s alt and like nice overly polished pop like i'm also kidding. nice I have a lot of lately i've been listening to a lot of smashing pumpkins and limp biscuit and radiohead and then literally right after that I have like is does that that explains the wanting to break stuff reference earlier. Yeah. I assume. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, true. No, I want to just smash everything. No, but but and then the other side of things I have like I have like Drake, Passion Pit, Omar Apollo, Olivia Looney, like lots of like very overly produced, like pretty stuff. Nice. So that melancholy man, one of the greatest albums I think ever made. Melancholy yeah. and the Infinite Sadness. For me, I'm just going through my catalog of bands that I cannot get enough of their guitar riffs right now. Because like I said, we're gearing up for the second album. We're like trying to, we're starting to write. I'm really like trying to get in that mindset of like, don't be a baby, Matthew. Write these big boy parts. (laughs) Smashing Pumpkins. We just did a Smashing Pumpkins like cover on one of our live streams for First to Eleven. So that's reignited me wanting to listen to them. I've been listening to Hum. I've been listening to 
far i've been listening to what else have i been listening to old foo fighters old nice foo fighters. yeah very important yeah this color and the shape or even earlier yes color and the shape and uh what's after that there's nothing left to lose right yep. i think that's the next one i think that's the, that was the next albums one. like a whole whole lot every time i die don broco like i'm just trying to like i'm trying to span an entire like you know i guess like span of guitar heaviness and playing and just trying to kind of find my place in it because like like every time i die that's a little too far right there but <laughs> is, you know i could i could probably amp it up a little bit so just trying to find my place in the middle between like all these bands and like just trying to figure out like okay how do we want to do this and like like i just said nothing but thieves like bro i just listen to their choruses over and over so again because just like i love that orchestral operatic almost feeling like chorus but I'm going to say, okay, how can we like implement that without the orchestra because stuff, we yeah. don't have a lot of money to make these albums. <laughs> nice. We don't have a, a lot guitar. of money to get a whole orchestra. We're like, a guitar, <laughs> we're like one guitar player, a kid that can play every instrument under the sun and then Audra. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, we don't got that. Unless nice. Sam, unless you want to play the entire orchestra by yourself. <laughs> Sounds kind of fun. At, Why not? Give it a try. Yeah, for real. Please don't say that. He probably would do a great job, but it'd take so long. It would take a long time. So plan it for like two albums from now. Like, all right, now you're ready to go. (laughs) Now we can do it. Yeah. I've been stuck on a huge grayscales kick. Uh, Oh, For any of you guys that are familiar with them, I've been listening to them. I mentioned it in my last episode too, because I saw them. I got into them because Young Culture was opening for them. And then... uh, they it just kind of took over my spotify actually i just got their second album on vinyl that showed up in the mail yesterday oh nice i'm looking forward to the vinyl for wish i missed you i think is in march right <laughs> yes yeah march. i know vinyl takes so long to get made crazy yeah yo we have vinyls that's sick yeah yeah, <laughs> I about those. yeah. no i know we when they told us they're making them they're like yeah it's just not gonna be here till like next year because it's of how far behind production is on there's only like right three now. three companies in the world that still that where all yep. the vinyls come from and, yeah. and crazy... with covid everything yeah. is like so backed up that they're like it's gonna take forever that... everything is making me mad right now that's one thing i love about the internet you post it it comes out true we order merchandise they're like takes forever takes forever you everything order takes so long vinyl it takes forever you order it's hard to find instruments it's hard to find musical equipment it's hard to find everything yeah the, the uh, craziest article I saw, and then I'll just wrap up, is uh, with the new Adele album that just came out. She had basically rented out the three vinyl factories on the planet to produce her albums all at the same time, just so she yeah. could release it. Everything that was. That's crazy. <laughs> Which meant everything that was they had to make just got pushed back. Just pushed hey, aside, yeah. Us, when you got ours. Adele money, she's like, concrete cap. Yeah. <laughs> Print 30 right now. Hey. <laughs> print i'm just when you got a down money bro you can do that that's i don't even helpful. yeah i don't even blame her Dude, honestly yeah. I'm no, happy I'm like that's insane pushed, i'm happy she pushed our production back on our vinyl let's i bad down to you adele blame like, adele uh, you can blame adele that's the reason you're that's the reason your vinyl doesn't come out till march <laughs> nah, i'm glad dude like i said i'm on adele's side right now I love push adele. it back farther adele print more vinyl <laughs> i don't care do whatever you want spin my face <laughs> <laughs> that, that took a weird turn that seems like an appropriate place to end <laughs> <laughs> all right timing. so so that wraps up another successful edition of stories from bar big thank you audra matt and sam for being on the show i appreciate you guys taking the time to hang out and talk all about concrete castles a little yeah, first 11 you. your yeah. album wish i miss you which is fantastic uh this has been real fun yeah thanks so much for having us
Absolutely. Uh, if you're not doing it already, be sure to go out there and like and follow all the Concrete Castle social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of those. First to 11 if you're not already doing that as well. Also, you can check out concretecastles.band for merch and tour dates, I believe. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to throw in? You you covered all the bases. I'm a professional. A professional <laughs> amateurist. <laughs> Uh, huge thank you to everyone out there for checking out the show. You can, of course, follow Stories from a Bar on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stories FAB to keep up with everything going on on the show. Be sure to check out Popcorn and Pints on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, live stream Saturday nights where I just drink with friends and talk about movies at 9 o'clock because we that's the life we lead. Also, don't forget discount code Stories at UptownBeverage.com for your discount on beer, and you'll find Stories from a Bar on major podcast platforms all over the place. Be sure to like and subscribe. Even more importantly, leave a fantastic review and share the hell out of it, and check out Concrete Passes. So until next time, people, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>